0: Indie film sucks. Indie film sucks.
1: It's the Indie film sucks podcast. Yeah.
2: Coming at you from the mean streets of St. Louis from a basement on South Broadway. The Indie film sucks podcast. Because indie film. Here we are. Here we are. Nah, any <laughs> film's doing well. It's doing well.
1: It's a new First year. It's a new season. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing well for somebody. Exactly. Hey, look who's back at the table. Oh, Brock Roberts. Back off assignment. How you
0: doing, Brock? I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. Hey. I am back off assignment. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Had a pretty pretty busy assignment. What was, what was that about, buddy? <laughs> so I was trying to get our film into some theaters for, ah. for some four-walling. Explain that. What's
1: that
2: four-walling mean?
0: Four-walling means getting it into theaters. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Not online. It it means doing it
2: yourself. It means taking it from theater to theater. Brick and mortar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as opposed to having your distributor, you know... Do that. I was gonna ask you the other day when I heard you say that term, yeah. I'm like, you just kept using it, and I just went, yeah, exactly. Four walling <laughs> oh it. I, did, I had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, that's that's when <laughs> that's when you load up the van with all your shit, and you you go to every theater with you know hard drive in hand or whatever. You're doing it one at a time or a couple at a time.
0: Yeah, so I wasn't necessarily doing that exactly. <laughs> right. I was making lots of phone calls, lots of te- text messages. Uh, talking to radio personalities, getting uh, getting it on the radio for the, I guess the run for, being in the theaters. So, we got pretty lucky, actually.
1: Not lucky, or I didn't say luck. It's not luck. You, you I see. Do, do Not a big pretty fan good of luck either, No, but. you do a pretty good job. The movie stands for itself. So, do you guys want to dive into that a little bit and talk about like theatrical release and how you do it independently? How oh, you why wall, not? Or
2: I mean. Right. This, this is the first time we've ever had a theatrical release. This was a okay. 2 week run that we've had with Red Knight at Skies in two theaters. Gotcha. So, that that's that's a theatrical run if you will. Uh screening at the local theater for a one night one night only show is is not a theatrical release. So it's it's,
0: it's a good fun time, but it's not it's not a release. Right. No. It's
1: been in theaters hmm. once. But now we've been in a theater for a, a long period of time. That's that's the release part of it. And I saw that uh, IMDb picked it up as the official release. Yes. Is that true?
0: But yeah, so we were able to get into uh, Grade 8 Cinema in uh, Union, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And Sullivan 6 in Sullivan, Missouri um, for a two-week run of Red Knight.
2: Nice. And I'm here to tell you, we went down there and these were sold out packed every seat filled uh, shows awesome yeah <laughs> well in my dream that's what it was in reality
0: <laughs> well in reality the first week that it was open the first Friday night it was 8 degrees outside in the negatives with wind chills
1: so- so let me take a step back from that reality. Mm-hmm. So you went and talked to somebody because it was shot in St. Clair, Missouri, Washington, that whole area, Franklin right? County. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So there was there was some interest in that from contacts or knowing some folks in that area, correct?
0: Yes, that's right. So, so I got connected with uh, the local theater owners, and um, it's it kind of nuts. I didn't think they'd go for it, but uh, they were really supportive because I knew it was shot around here. There's a lot of local talent uh, we're, we're in a lot of local um, establishments that we've used for, for shooting it. So uh, a lot of people around Franklin County wanted to see the movie. So we got it in there, and uh, it turned out pretty well. No, I
1: think that's awesome. I, I guess I was going to go more into, like, so you went down there and asked, and then the timing of it was it came quick they were like hey can you get us something we got three weeks that that, right so there wasn't a ton of prep for us
2: because i don't know that we would want to do it in the middle of winter (laughs) on these ice days in january probably not but you know it threw it out there and they immediately said yeah let's do this we're like oh wow okay so we don't really have anything ready we had a week right that's that was my point is you know as independents yeah
0: i was thinking a couple months down the road when we can squeeze our movie in in between whatever and uh, the guy's like, yeah, I think we could be good for next weekend.
1: <laughs> what, are we going to say no? Yeah, of
0: course. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately, I get a hold of Greg. I would say, um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> call Jeff. Call you, whoever. We need to get a hold of our editor and get, get these, uh, I guess, hard drives to these theaters.
2: Well, we had to make a DCP, a digital cinema package. Okay. That's what the theater requested. Right. And, and, and it's just uh, a, a big, fat file is all it is. And it's just a, a type of file. Mm-hmm. What we use for the... Premiere was a high quality MPEG four, and you know I, I couldn't really tell a difference between no. either one. I th- I think the DCP played a little smoother than the MPEG four did, and and again that was very very minute bit of stuttering.
0: I didn't see any stuttering at all. I'm I'm talking about that the premiere. Oh right.
2: Most people that I talked, to said, "What are you talking about stuttering?" Right. But all the filmmakers like, "Oh yeah, I saw that." Like, no, yeah. but I was
1: looking for it in in the run when I went to see it, and. The, now that I know what I was looking for, yeah, I, I could go back now and at the premiere I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it, but yeah. that's the advantage of me seeing it multiple times in multiple theaters now.
0: Yeah, no, it, you know, it looked
1: good. Yeah, um, the only thing I was like it, like it didn't fit the screen.
0: I've seen big big movies not fill the screen
1: on a yeah okay. I yeah. I will look for that every time now just to see <laughs> because now that's the only one thing I noticed is when all the trailers were up for all the big movie house movies mm-hmm. it all filled the screen. And then ours got up there and it was just cut off a little bit on the side. It's not cut off. It was full. Mm -hmm. The full movie was up there, but didn't fill that screen. So I didn't know if we have to know the screen size before you go in and you have to format to that or projection I just, I just didn't know. I, I thought it would automatically fill the screen. That's things, if you expect it to be one way
2: when you go into a theater and you see it a different way, mm. it makes it different, even for an audience member. Well, every every projection, every projector is going to look a little bit different. Okay. I mean, all, all these film well, whatever film festivals we get in, they're all going to look a little bit different.
1: From an independent film. But if you go to like Warner Brothers, send something out, it's all going to look pretty much the same. Do they
2: all use the same thing? No, everybody doesn't use the same universal projector across the board. So it, different theaters, different screenings, everything's going to look a little bit different.
0: Okay. I don't know. We don't, what, we don't make big budget movies. <laughs> no, but
2: based off of what people might want to know
1: when they go to see something, mm-hmm. as opposed, in a theater, when we get a run at a theatrical thing and they walk in and they, they look at a, the picture and they just go, like if the sound's off, right? Sure. It's just something different that they're not used to seeing when they go see films.
0: Well, I mean, I thought that it, I, with the sides being cut off, I I didn't really pay attention to that. I just wanted to make sure it looked good, it sounded good. Uh, it did. Yep. Uh, got good response from the audience members the times I went. Even though it wasn't a packed house every night or whatever, and it ran three times a day for two weeks. We still outsold the other movies that were in the theaters. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, no. Good, good showing for us. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, it was pretty good. And uh, Chris, Greg, and I, we... Did a little PR beforehand. I mean, we had to really rush that as well. We did, and uh, we got on a couple radio stations and uh, spoke about Red Knight. And one
2: thing we did not have, another thing we did not have, were marquee size posters, because marquee size posters are bigger than your your standard twenty four by thirty six, and it's it, we just didn't have time to get them printed.
0: Right, like I said, it, it they wanted the movie like they said okay on. Like a Wednesday, and they wanted everything by Monday before the Friday. Yeah. And so we really did a rush job on it, and thank you guys for getting on that and getting that taken care of so we could have a successful show. And
1: Again, independent filmmakers, if you're going to a actual theater there's marquee size posters and there's other posters mm-hmm. right office depot makes only so big 24 by 36 yeah and a marquee's a little bit bigger than that it is so something you could be prepared for if you're going through a theatrical release is having that already pre-made
2: yeah it's like 77 by 44 or something yeah. like that right i mean it's 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 bigger right. significantly bigger so when things happen quick you know, we didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. It's like
1: there may not be enough time to have it made, so that didn't bother me though. As far as that, I thought they'd look nice and the the thing all lit up. So
0: yeah, so with the success, and I I think it's a pretty successful uh, run we had there. We are looking into doing more of this, which uh, I'm excited about reaching out to other chains, and we're 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 basically going towards independent chains, mm-hmm. not the great big you know great big ones from what we've talked about anyway. Unless, you know, AMC wants to pick up a run and put us in 3,000 theaters, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we can afford it.
2: Probably not, because that's the other thing, is we have to send each theater a copy of the film on a drive, and that's money. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lot of money to do this, just the materials you have to provide. And if you're not set up, because we did not expect a theatrical run. This was something that kind of fell in our laps, you know, we were pretty much expecting straight to video, straight to streaming. But, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, hey, you can do a theatrical run for a couple of weeks in a couple of theaters, you'd be foolish not to take it.
0: Yeah, and, you know, well, you said just kind of found a lap, which it did. Well, that, we reached out to them, and they said, okay. So uh, it didn't quite really fall in our lap. We had to work for it a little bit. Uh, we just got I got connected to the ownership of the theater, James. But it
2: wasn't an original consideration. Right. It's not something we were thinking about. It's nothing that I've ever thought about. I always thought everything I've made, it's going straight to video. Right. You'll have the premiere and then you'll,
1: right, that's the only time it'll be shown in the theater and then it'll go yeah. either DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah, DVD's dead now, so... It is uh, dead. I had another guy turn me down today, my cousin. He goes, hey, I'd love
2: to buy this. I don't have a DVD player. Is it digital? I'm like, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a terrible mistake because... Uh, so many things come on streaming and then go away and then you do, you can't watch it. I mean, I have tons of physical media because I love physical media. I love all the extra stuff that comes with it. I just bought the 30th anniversary of Labyrinth with extras and stuff.
0: So so going back to the to the run we had, uh, which was kind of local for me, there were a lot of people I knew that went to see this. I couldn't make it to the premiere or whatever that because the premiere was a lot further away. And uh A lot of people I didn't know uh, reached out to me even talking about their kids wanted to be in the movies or be a director and they got to see your movie and they thought it was really cool and that uh, I inspired them a little bit. And I messaged back to this one person who said those exact words. I said, you know, that inspires me to want to do more, you know, inspiring other people to to grow and do cool things like what we got to do. Because not everybody, (laughs) hardly anybody gets to make a movie, right? And then show it to a community that's true in a theater hardly anybody gets to do that and we got to do that and uh, it was pretty special and it inspired people and i thought that was really really cool
1: yeah i don't think there's many people from st Clair union that area doing it
0: even from st louis chicago nowhere you know not too many independent filmmakers get to get their movie in a for a theater run ever on
2: on the flip side of that because you know they always say, don't read the comments. I read the comments on various things. <laughs> there are a lot of people that think that they can make a movie no sweat. Oh, if these people did that, I could do this, no problem. Guess what? You probably can't. <laughs> it's extremely difficult to do this shit. It's not as easy as it looks. And there's so many people, the first time they come on a film set, they have no idea the films are shot completely out of sequence.
1: Yeah, you no, experience it with
2: your with I, your buddy Rich, who played a bartender. I experienced that in uh, Rhineland. In Rhineland,
1: yeah. you're like, "Hey, we're gonna go here," and I'm just like, "My character had no development or anything." And you're just like, "Yeah, well, here's here's how it is." Didn't you read the script? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "No, you just gave me the part yesterday." How am I <laughs> supposed to? But no, I was I was very shocked that the movie was not shot in sequence. Coming from theater, you know, it's it's so different because you build that up. So you got to be ready to go for that scene for that day. Hopefully, there's some prep time and. You get the information. But again, it's independent film, and you may have a job, a PA one day, and you might be the star of the next day. Who knows? So what are your thoughts on the theatrical run? No, I, I, I knew we were maybe going to pursue where Brock lived and asked that, but the fact that they said yes wasn't surprising, but it's, it's generous, and it was very interesting that, that they did say that. And then that when they asked us, hey, can we do it for a second week? To get that, I thought that was very um, kind to them, but it spoke to the movie, how good the movie is, right? Of course. Because they were obviously making a profit off it because they're in business. Mm-hmm. So that got me to thinking, going, yes, we always talk about distribution and do you sign your rights away for theatrical or worldwide or this? And then we talked about sales agents, right? And then we talked about how do you do it yourself, film hub. But we really didn't talk about a theatrical release, like you mentioned earlier, Brock. I got the thinking going; it could be possible for us to reach out to other independent film houses, and I started doing some research on it. And there's a lot. There's a lot of people that own two, three, five, fifty-five theaters that aren't your AMC's, your um, Marcus's, you know, the big theater houses that um, that that show first-run movies that aren't really necessarily interested in independent film. Out there. And I thought it was something going, you know, A, what's the cost, right? Is it cost prohibitive for us to do it? And second, I was like, you know what? This isn't a bad marketing strategy for us or uh, an idea to get our movie out there. So it, with this, you getting this and seeing how many people came to it mm-hmm. in a local setting, it got me thinking about going, there's some phone calls we probably need to make and build out a strategy for... Talking to some yeah, other so independent... I reached
0: out to another theater. Yeah, and it it was a little bit different. It wasn't a multiplex like these theaters that we had a run in. Uh, it was a, just a single screen, so it's hard to get into single single screen uh, theaters, and uh, they were would love us to have a, the movie in there, but they wanted us to pay them. Yeah, or just like a one time thing, and that's just. They didn't quite understand what we wanted.
1: Yeah, but I think on those single stream right screens, mm-hmm. it's one night you're taking away from something else. So That's they right. have to guarantee the profit that they're going to make from it. Mm-hmm. And I think somebody mentioned even yesterday when we were in a conversation with somebody going, hey, did you look at this theater? And I'm like, well, there's only one screen there. How many nights are they going to give us for yeah. an independent film? Yeah, I get it. Right? It'd be tough to do a week.
0: Yeah, so you need to look mm-hmm. at multiplex. Things.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and this website had it all laid out. My point is, is I never considered that, yes, it was it always kind of in the back of my head if we can get a sales agent to help us do it, but I see now a pathway for us to possibly just do that ourselves,
2: yeah, I didn't consider it either until we had this run because i I did not think we would get a run, right, just because I've been doing this for so long, and I've never pursued that because it it, it was it was never really a realistic option.
0: They always tell you it's impossible, yeah. Who? Who's telling you that? Other filmmakers and the public. You know, just because it almost is impossible, to be honest. It, it's really difficult because you do have these blockbuster movies all the time. Where every week it seems like there's a new one coming out, and it takes up the space. And you know those movies are going to be watched by because they have, they have so much marketing behind them. It's just driven to this one movie. And um, so it is very difficult. That's why most independents don't do it that way. I don't know.
1: I've never talked to an independent guy that said I sent it off to 50 theaters and I got rejected. I'm sure they're out there doing that. I would would love to be able, if that's our marketing mm -hmm. strategy, I would love to make those phone calls and see if that's something we could do. Now, Mm -hmm. there's a financial side to it because we just mentioned, hey, everybody's going to want four or five posters, right, for their marquees. Those are 50 bucks each. Everybody's gonna want to drive, right? If you get in fifty, I'm seeing fifty-five theaters. That's a lot.
2: Sure, I can't. That is a
1: lot, it. right? But an eight theater, something local, something small, um, multiplex. You know, they're both gonna want to drive. Would you say there's a hundred bucks each? Roughly, yeah. yeah. It's there's a financial side to all that side that goes yes. Hey, Mr. Mackey, I can get you in fifty five theaters, blah, blah, blah. I don't have fifty five hundred dollars plus another twenty five hundred dollars, ten thousand dollars just to get a theatrical run. No. Where I may or may not get a fifty fifty split on a movie nobody's ever heard before, that they may say yes, but it might not be financially feasible to it. I'm just saying I just got I got yeah, thinking we, we differently got, about we have,
0: it. We have to do some more research on what it really how much the breakdown to what it take to get to one theater.
1: Yeah, I mean, you mm-hmm. can just generate and go. It's pretty easy math, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty much $200 bucks to, to uh, a drive and two posters. Yeah,
1: if, you, if that's the basic minimum mm-hmm. for them to get into it, 200 bucks a theater, you got to, you know, we don't think about that side because you think you're selling your commodity.
2: <laughs> but there's a lot of costs that go into
1: yeah. any kind of run or theatrical production.
2: Well, even with our our screening, our premiere, if you will, at the High Point Theater, which was a single screen kind of movie palace kind of theater, we still had to make a minimum ticket sales requirement. So they didn't charge us, but they said you have to make this minimum ticket sales in order for us to do the ticket split. I and, and we did. We did make the minimum, and I think you know another small theater would, like you were talking about, would be kind of the same thing. It's like yeah, we pay either we pay them money or we have minimum ticket sales we have to hit. And sure. it'd be easier to just pay the money than it would be to guarantee the minimum ticket sales. Okay, yeah, I didn't
1: think about that either. You're right. The high it's point true. was
2: said, hey, we get the first fifty or whatever, whatever yeah. it ended
1: up being. So, but it'd be interesting for us to pursue it because I never considered it in something where these probably these people probably are reachable. These p- people are probably somebody you can reach out well, to. Well, we're They're trying, trying to... right
0: now. <laughs> well, I know you are, <laughs> yeah.
1: and yeah, I appreciate that. And I think you got the right contact names, and and you you have some other people I saw kind of helping you. You know, at least say, hey, this is kind of where you go. But so I think that's great. But it started from when you got the contact at the one theater owner, right. who knows another theater owner, hmm. and then it kind of branches out from there. So it'd be interesting if.
0: Yeah. So basically, how what I did is I went on uh, Facebook and reached out in a couple of different groups. Hey. Do you know who owns such such theater? You got to put yourself out there and, and ask, you know. And this is a, this is a movie we're all proud of, and we know, you know, if we can get to the public, it will have legs because it's a well done movie. It's not the Blair Witch like I always talk about. It's just a it's a really well done movie. But we can get behind it hundred percent. So I, when you're behind something hundred percent, you should just make the call. You know, you shouldn't have any fear to push it at all.
2: Well, this is a classic case of nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times, certainly if you've been doing this for a long time, making independent film for a number of years, it, the name of the podcast is Indie Film Sucks for a reason because a lot of aspects of this whole process that we go through really, really suck. Especially
0: especially the rejection.
2: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of rejection, so it's it's easy to automatically assume... Oh, this is not going to work, right? And 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 it, and it's good when things like this happen. Like, well, you know what? If if I don't ask, I'll, I'll never get a response either way. You know? Yeah, you you ask and you might get a no, but you might get a yes sometimes. And you know, of course, all this is within reason, right? If you have a ten to hundred thousand dollar movie that is no, I'm serious. No, I'm,
1: I'm with you. Yeah.
2: That that is that is not incredibly groundbreaking and doesn't meet certain requirements you're not going to get in Sundance right now you, you can go ahead and shoot your shot but if you've made just kind of a what we've made is a action horror film that has one known commodity meaning Bill Moseley in it and it's very well produced but it's not reinventing the wheel It's like there's no point in sending it to one of those big festivals because it doesn't have the pedigree that they would require. So I'm not talking about that, but something like a theatrical run, which if you would have asked me beforehand, I would have said, yeah, no, we're never going to get anything. Don't even waste your time. And I would have been wrong. I would have been absolutely wrong. And there are many things that you get so used to the rejection, you get so used to hearing the no, that you don't even bother to ask anymore. And that's kind of a mistake.
1: It just opened my eyes to think: Is there a pathway for us there? Now you got to think of um, financially: Can we afford it? Are they interested in it, right? And and we're not going to AMC and some of these big guys because they're not. We get it. We get that what they're in it for for the profitability side of things. Um, But some of these smaller houses, maybe, maybe they got, maybe they can't afford to bring the big movies in. And maybe there's that that seventh theater, that eighth theater, where they got an opening. And I think it's a timing of when do the big blockbusters come out? Yeah. Because that's a season too, right? Yeah. There's an ebb and flow to that. That, that.
0: Played in, that played into our run a bit, too, yep. to be honest. Uh, this time of year, it's, it's kind of slow. No, no real big blockbusters are going. I mean, this is something that had been out for a while and are still running. But uh, it seemed like there was nothing major coming in. Like, if if we went up against a great big Disney film, it had been pretty damn tough. So yep. it, is, it is very... T- the timing is is definitely important. Yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, you got Oscar's coming out, so that's going to be a big thing after March and then you got summer season coming out where a lot of movies are released, but
2: let's face it, the movie industry, Hollywood is not what it used to be either. And you have to realize as an independent, your competition is not Hollywood. Your no. competition is not the big blockbuster. Your competition is not the big tentpole film because you can't win. You can't it, win that fight.
0: It's the millions of other independent films
2: <laughs> from a streaming side of yeah. things, from
1: a different right from where where our, where our movie will be marketable and play. Mm-hmm. I just this whole theater thing was just something that kind of approached itself and I just started diving into it a little bit more and say is there something else here that we can pursue to get the nose or get get a yes, yeah. get another yes. Cuz if you can bring in an extra which isn't unreasonable an extra $10,000 to start paying your investors back. That you didn't plan on—that's a pretty good deal. It is, or a couple hundred bucks just to pay the bills, to to move on to something else, to pay for postage or something else, just to keep your company limping along.
2: That's a good deal. <laughs> you know what else is a good deal? What's that, Chris? <laughs> when we uh, when we talk about the highs, the lows, and the in betweens of true independent filmmaking on the Indie Film Sucks podcast, brought to you by Eighty Eight Millimeter Productions. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's on the places that people listen and watch podcasts, I guess. Uh, so, uh good night. Indie film,
0: film sucks. It's the indie film
1: sucks.